Dreams that won't come true. I'm intrigued when life turns on a dime, causing huge personal or sociological implications. The assassination of President Kennedy is one of those events. The United States changed irreparably, culturally, governmentally, when JFK was gunned down. Sometimes in history, it's the motivation of the individuals such as Washington crossing the Delaware that absolutely changed the Revolutionary War and the history of the United States. This blog is about an average guy and his wife living happily in suburbia with their children. Peter Sturgis's reward for leading the exemplary life, he was Citizen of the Year, is not just to lose his wife Jeannie, it's worse than that. He gets thrust into another timeline where his Jeannie exists but without him. Okay, you're asking, how does Peter end up in this trash bin timeline? Peter, Pete Sturgis, is married to some woman named Roberta Joe in the same town of Westerly, New York. He's an acknowledged bum and lowlife. He has a son named Curtis, but his former children don't exist. All this the courtesy of one man who came into contact with an alien outpost 500 years ago. Who is this man? Let's hear the prologue. So now we know who we're dealing with. Ricardo is a fiend, a killer, and a self-aggrandizing egotist who will punish anyone who stands in his way. Martin is more like a servant, but he's also an enabler of Ricardo. Peter has just won the Citizen of the Year Award in Wesley, New York. He and Jeannie, still sweethearts, are about to attend a company party at a trendy plaza downtown. The CEO of that company is Ricardo, and he is skimming funds. Peter and his friend Melvin try to nail Ricardo. Picture this. You arrive innocently at the company party and the CEO is infatuated with your partner. You mention some irregularities on the Rightcom books. Then Ricardo maneuvers your partner up to his suite. It's just the beginning of your life sliding down the skids where you lose everything you hold dear. I once took a job in a department store in California before I found my outside sales job. The chain store was identically built, identically stocked, and identically signaged as the store I worked in back east. Yet all my friends from back east were gone. To say that I freaked out is an understatement. Human relationships rock every time. Plus, it super motivated me to find that outside sales job in LA, which I did. Alternative realities, sliders. Fox's sliders had alternative dimensions with every new show. I absolutely love the designation of home dimension. Quinn finds a portal where different Earth timelines exist. Alien invasions, US a part of Great Britain, cool. Black Mirror provided a frightening array of alternative realities, dystopian or humanity hanging in the breach. Use of out of control technology allows a persistent conflict of characters. The Man in the High Castle. The Man in the High Castle was molded in the thoughts of Philip K. Dick's novel, surprisingly called The Man in the High Castle. Listen to this. The Axis won the Second World War and occupied the former United States, always with the possibility of a better life in an alternative timeline. I like it. Awake. Michael Britton trapped between two realities after a car accident. He designates the red reality and the green reality. Flipping realities and interacting with the components and people within both timelines is what he does. One season, not fair for such a good series. Counterpart, 
J.K. Simmons is Howard Silk, and eventually learns there's another Howard Silk. Silk controls the navigation from another Earth, Prime Earth, and another more ruthless Howard Silk. Series nosedive on stars, but it never stopped me from liking the concept. And now back to our story, Hollywood Perks. Peter tries to adjust his infamous notoriety in westerly New York. He gets closer to Curtis, his son in that reality, but he misses his children and Jeannie. It's only when Peter thumbs through the pages of a national magazine does he realize what has happened to Jeannie. She's been taken by Ricardo as he changed realities in Cibola. He became a Hollywood director and she a star. Peter organizes a plan. He must find Melvin and travel to the West Coast to reunite with Jeannie. But as they say, things do not always turn out the way you think. I will say this, Peter and Curtis find Melvin, who is very happy in his new reality. Jeannie is alive, but Ricardo has cleverly molded her into Jean, a movie star with her own past. It is, however, when Ricardo is finally confronted by Peter that this 500-year-old obsessed reprobate begins a long battle with Peter to the end of the book. And what of the alternative genie? She's battered by the lifestyle of the alternative timeline, but she's still attracted to Peter, but lives in the shadow of controlling misogynist Ricardo. And therein lies the conundrum of dealing with two realities. The interesting concept is whether two people with the same essence from alternate timelines can fall in love. It's not only possible, it's inevitable. They eventually meet at Griffith's Observatory in Los Angeles and voila, RPF.